The following message is by special guest, Pastor Phil Nicewanger. More information from Harmony Bible Church is available at facebook.com backslash Harmony Bible Church. Good morning. I got to get all my stuff set up. This is, just so you know, um, my family and I, we were in Alaska for six weeks on sabbatical, and we came back, and I got like this nasty cold, and so like I've got some water here, and I've got a couple cough drops, like I've got like emergency stuff just in case, all right? So... I first want to say that this this is um, this is a tremendous privilege for me to to be here and to to be speaking. Um, it's a God given opportunity that I fought against for a while, and I need to I need to share that with you. I need to share some of this backstory um, with you because when Jason first asked me to to speak. Um, I struggled with accepting that, that invitation, first and foremost, because I don't really think I'm qualified to be standing up here, okay? In my own mind, I, I, I think an installation service, like this, this, there should be a guy up here who's been a pastor for at least 30 years, right? He's, um, he's tried, he's tested, um, He's got decades of experience. He's got all this insight, all this wisdom. He's been in the trenches of ministry. He's got the scars to prove it. Okay, that's how my mind, my mind works. But as I prayed about it, and as I talked to my wife, Faith, and wrestled with this, like, mm, maybe should I, um, I came to realize that this is a tremendous blessing for me. Um, and see, what happened is, I served with Jason at Waldeboro for about two and a half, three years. Okay, he was he was my boss, um, so to speak, and 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 it was a blessing to serve with him. It was a blessing to see God work in his life and move in his life and to see him grow and and wrestle through things and tremendous tremendous blessing. And he resigned and then he he moves to to Virginia, right? And then he he comes back. Um, and I had lunch with him not long after he came back um, from Virginia because I was concerned for him. Because it was very clear to me that God had gifted him to, to preach, to teach, to counsel. Like he had those, those gifts. And so at lunch, I asked him pretty point blank, okay, something to the effect of, so what are you doing for ministry? Right? You know that God's gifted you to preach and teach and to counsel and to disciple. What are you doing? And Jason fired right back. I'm, I'm doing stuff. He goes, I'm, I'm doing pulpit supply for some area churches. I'm involved. I'm, and I was like, good. He goes, and there's this, he goes, and something to the, again, to the effect of, and there's this, this, this church in South Thomaston. Neat, neat little church. They love the Lord. It's called Harmony. Fast forward to mid-June. Um, Faith and I are having dinner with uh, Jason and Kim before we, we leave for sabbatical. Um, and we, it was a blessing to, again, hear them just excited 
about what God was doing, excited about this church and the people and how they had been praying about this opportunity and praying about this opportunity. They were not going to enter into this lightly or make any quick decisions. They wanted to make sure this is where God wanted them to be. And then in July, I get this text message from Jason. Hey, would you be willing to speak at my installation service? Okay, And so I, I've been able to, in a way, have a, a seat in watching how this has all unfolded. Okay, It went from lunch, hey, there's this neat little church in South Palmerston called, called Harmony. They love the Lord. It's, just, it's a great place to be, to will you preach my installation service? So this, so this is a tremendous blessing to me. And God has deeply and greatly blessed the, this church with the Pauli family. Okay? On the flip side, all right, God has deeply and greatly blessed the Pauli family with this church. Okay? So it cuts both, both ways. Okay? But, and that all sounds very good, right? And it is very good. God is a good God. He, he is faithful to his children. But there's, there's some concern. Okay, I know I just brought the room down. Okay, there, there, there's there's some concern, right? Because let's be honest. Okay, Harmony, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'll speak to you first. Okay, and it was mentioned already this morning. Like you, you have your pastor now, so we can breathe a deep sigh of relief and relax a little bit and kick back. And we've got our guy, and so. We're good. Okay, and Jason, right? Speak to you here this morning, too, off and on. Um, God's blessed you with a church to pastor. That's cool. I can just, like, sit back, relax a little bit. I know what I'm doing for ministry, and we'll just kind of do our thing, and life will be, eh, we'll be good. Okay? Don't have that mindset and that attitude. All right? You need to stay diligent. You need to be on guard. Okay? And because of this concern, okay, and because of just the way God had kind of worked, I've been able to see God working in Jason's life, and as, after a prayer and writing some ideas down, what on earth do I preach on? For an installation service, I, I arrived at, God put on my heart, that I need to preach on the purity and the unity of God's church. Because the temptation is to relax, the temptation is to maybe, you know, kick back a little bit. Okay, you can get complacent. Okay, we've got our guy, I've got my church. Okay, don't. Okay, as a church, you have a God-given command to be pursuing purity and to be maintaining unity. Okay? That goes for you as a congregation and people who attend here, and that goes for your pastor, Pastor Jason Pauley, to be pursuing purity and maintaining unity. So as I talk this morning, and it's going to be probably more, a little bit more of a conversation Okay, then preaching, hopefully. We'll see how it goes. Um, I'm going to be talking about harmony, right? the church, 
All right? At times, I'll maybe speak specifically to the church and then specifically to Jason. For, for the most part, I'm going to be speaking to you as a church because that's what you are. You are a church. Okay? And really, these responsibilities, okay, they may look a little different depending on who you are and where you are, but it's still the same command, pursue purity and maintain unity. Now, let me pray, and we will, uh, we will dig in. Lord, I just, I thank you for this morning. Lord, I thank you um, for this opportunity. Lord, and it is, it is a blessing. Lord, and it's something that I, I do not enter into too lightly. Lord, I pray that you would just do a great and mighty work here this morning. Lord, as we continue to worship you through, through teaching and through hearing um, from your word, Lord, that I would speak truth, your truth, and only your truth. Lord, that although I have words written down on a piece of paper up here, Lord, I'd be submissive to your spirit as your spirit leads. And if I need to not say what I have written down, that I would do that. And if I need to add to what's written down because of your spirit moving, I would do that as well. Lord, I pray you would just bless this time. In your name, amen. We are going to be all, there's, I have a ton of scripture um, to give you, okay? So... That's not typically what I do. I like, to, it's, I like to have like a text and just kind of preach that text, but I had a hard time landing on one, so there's several, okay? And I will give you the references. We'll read some of them. Um, we will start out, I will read 1 Corinthians 1, 1 and 2 first, okay? But to kind of set that up, um, as one of God's church's harmony, all right, you, um, you're living, you're alive, Okay, as one of God's churches, you're living, you're alive. God has breathed life into you as believers. You are alive. All right, because of that, okay, you have, I'll summarize them, you have three options. Okay, number one, you can wither and you can die. Number two, you can become stagnant and dormant. Or number three, you can grow and you can expand. Okay, those are your three options. And I'm going to go out on a limb and say that you probably would prefer the third option. Okay, growth and expansion. Right? It is the healthy option. Right? But more important than that, this is God's will for his church. Right? He desires his church, his children, to be growing spiritually. He wants to use you to expand his kingdom for his glory. That's what he wants to do. Okay? So a healthy biblical church, a godly church, is going to facilitate spiritual growth. Okay? It's going to encourage spiritual growth. Okay? It's, going to want, it's going to be looking for ways to expand God's kingdom, right, through pursuing purity and maintaining unity, preaching the gospel, living the gospel. And understand that this is not something that you stumble into, right? As a church, you're not going to stumble into purity, you're not going to stumble into unity. It takes 
biblical vision. It takes strategic planning, heartfelt commitment, godly leadership, dependence and trust on the Holy Spirit, living in light of the gospel, staying true to God's word. I think you get the idea. It's work. And it's hard work. But this is what God has called his church to do. Okay, now, and there's, there's a little bit of tension here, okay, because as, as a church, positionally, okay, you're already pure and united. Not because of anything that you've done, but because of Jesus. Okay, so you're, you're, you're there, but yet God is saying you need to be pursuing purity and maintaining unity. A similar comparison would be in your own personal life. God in His grace saves you. You're dead in your trespasses and sin, but He makes you alive because of Jesus. So when God looks at you, He sees the perfection of His Son Jesus Christ on you. So you're, you're, you're there positionally, right? But what does Scripture tell you that you need to, to do. You need to be holy. Strive for holiness. Okay? Strive for peace, Hebrews 12, 14. Strive for peace with everyone and for the holiness without which no one will see the Lord. You've got to strive for it. Okay? Very similar thing. As a church, Harmony, you are already pure, but God says you need to pursue purity. As a church, you are already united because of Christ, but you need to pers- maintain unity. Okay? 1 Corinthians 1, 1 and 2. Paul, called by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus, and our brother Sosthenes, to the church of God that is in Corinth, to those sanctified in Christ Jesus. Okay, there's, there's your purity. Okay, to those sanctified, you're, you're sanctified. It's done. It's not those pursuing sanctification, those working towards it, those sanctified. In Christ Jesus, called to be saints together with all those who in every place call upon the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, both their Lord and ours. There's the unity. So you're pure and you're united already because of Jesus. Okay? I think it's interesting okay, that this is the way Paul opens his letter to the church in Corinth. Because if you know anything about the church in Corinth, okay, they had some major issues with purity and major issues with unity. Okay? But I think this is Paul's way of saying, hey, listen, pay attention. Okay? You, you're, you're there, yes, but you need to work. Okay? So you are here, you are pure harmony, you are united because of Jesus. In Ephesians 4.3, Paul urges the church in Ephesus to be eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. You're to maintain the unity. You're already united, but maintain it. Okay, you've got to work to maintain the unity that you have in Jesus. So, <laughs> how do we do that? Right? How do you do that. You're, you're there already, but, but how do we maintain this? How do we pursue purity? 
Well, Ephesians 5.27. So that he, that he is Jesus, might present the church to himself in splendor, without spot or wrinkle or any such thing, that she might be holy and without blemish. Okay? You got to work. And it's Jesus who's going to present you. You better be tracking with what Jesus is telling you to do so that you can, you might be holy and without blemish, right? So you've got work to do. Ephesians 4.13. Paul says, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God until we all attain. So Paul's saying, yeah you're, you, you're, yeah, you're united, but you need to attain it, so you need to keep going. Like, don't get comfortable, right? Work. Yeah, you're pure, okay, but you've got to work so that Jesus may present you. Okay, read, read Revelation. Read the, the seven churches. Okay, and Jesus speaking to these churches about what they had to do, what they had to turn from. Okay, there's work involved. And so as a church harmony, as you pursue greater purity, and as you strive to maintain unity, okay, the biblical vision of this church and the purpose of this church will, be, will become clearer. A word of warning. I want to bring the room down again. Okay, if you drift from this, okay, if you the well, purity, kind of. I mean, we're already pure, and so we're we're good. Okay, unity. Yeah, you know, we're we're you know, we're we're united already, so we're we're okay. You don't have to really focus that much on that and too hard on that, and we've got other things to do. And as you start drifting from that, if you start drifting from that, okay. Things will get foggy. Okay, because you're, you're going to lose sight of the vision. You're going to lose sight of the purpose that God has for this church. Or as, as Jason likes to say, things will become as clear as mud. Okay, have you heard him say that yet? No, he will. Okay, trust me. All right, I have many, many emails from him that say clear as mud as he signs off. So that's what's going to happen. Okay? You need to be focused on Jesus. If Jesus is the one who has, made, has unified you, if Jesus is the one that has made you pure, you need to be focused on Jesus. Okay? It is hard work. You know this. Okay? Jason has preached through 1 Peter. Right? Persecution, hard times, troubles, struggles tribulation, trials, like you know this is hard work. But you must remember that Jesus sacrificed himself to defeat sin, to defeat death, and to sanctify his church and to unite his church. So you you must be focused on him. There is tremendous power in the gospel. Right? In, scripture, the, in Scripture, the gospel is described as the power of God. 
And it's interesting, in other places where it talks about his handiwork and the mighty oceans and all his creation, never in Scripture does it say that those things are the power of God. They display his handiwork, they display his power, but the power of God in Scripture is the gospel. Look at Romans 1.16 and 1 Corinthians 1.24. I won't take time to read them this morning, but look at those verses. All right, and in 1 Corinthians 15.3, Paul writes and says that the gospel is of first importance. So in order to protect or com- combat sin and to deal with the effects of a fallen world and living in a fallen world and to strive for unity and to maintain or maintain unity and, and pursue purity and to be the church that God wants you to be, you need to be focused on the power of God, and that is the gospel. Hey, you need to be squarely and firmly rooted in the gospel every single day. Okay? And after all, okay, Jesus, okay, John 17, right, the high priestly prayer, Okay, Jesus prays for the unity of his people, of his church. And he prays that they would be in God's word, studying God's word. John 17, 17 says, this is Jesus praying to God for us, says, Sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. Skip ahead a few verses to verse 20. Jesus says, I do not ask for these only, okay, his disciples, right, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. That is you. That they may all be one. There's unity just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. So Jesus is praying, sanctify them in the truth. Your word is truth. Okay, so if Jason ever stops preaching God's word, Kick them out. Right? Okay, I'm not worried about Jason not preaching God's word, by the way. Right? But kick them out. Okay, stand up for the truth. Okay, and all of this, and this is like super overwhelming. Right, when I was putting this together, I'm thinking, man, alive, how like overwhelming is all of this? Okay, I'm going to, when I wrap up, all right, I'm going to give some real easy kind of points that you can focus on, okay, because this makes, this makes my brain hurt, okay, but this is, this is, this is how radically devoted God is to his church, okay, he has expectations for his church, 
He has expectations for you, Harmony Bible Church in South Thomaston, Maine. And he's got expectations for Pastor Jason Pauley of Harmony Bible Church in South Thomaston, Maine. He's radically, ruthlessly devoted to his church. All right, so when you start thinking about all these things that you have to do and all these commands and everything, okay, you realize that, well, we can't accomplish this. Like, this is like we're in over our heads, and that's exactly where God wants you. Because then it's not about you. It's about Him. Right? You've got nothing else to do but go to Him, and it's the Holy Spirit, okay, who's going to drive this process. Okay, because you can't do it yourself. Okay, it's, it's silliness to think that you can do this on your own. Okay? Stay true to Jesus. Let's talk about purity specifically. Okay, the reality is, is that there are churches okay, in Midcoast, Maine that are more pure. And there are churches that in Midcoast, Maine that are less pure. Okay? But there's no perfectly pure church in Midcoast, Maine. Okay? You've got issues. 1st Baptist Church of Waldeboro has issues. Okay? There's no perfectly pure church. Okay, but you need to be striving and pursuing deeper, stronger, more purity. You were purchased by the blood of Jesus Christ. Right? So to pursue purity, here, here's, here's some of your responsibilities. This isn't my conclusion. Here, this, this is some of your responsibilities. Okay? You, you better be walking according to the Holy Spirit and not the flesh. Okay? Don't, and, and, and like the temptation is that you can like kind of lag behind the Holy Spirit. Or you can kind of get in front of the Holy Spirit. You need to be walking side right next to him. Okay? But you, you need to be walking according to the Holy Spirit. You need to stay true to the will of God for this church. Right? He's got a specific mission for this church. Right? You've got to present yourself as living sacrifices. You can't compromise with the world. You need to be striving for peace. You need to be imitating Jesus. Right? You need to be confessing sin. And you need to be stirring one another up to love and good works. Okay, so again, big list, overwhelming list. Okay, church members, people who attend here, individuals, this is what you do. You read, you study, you meditate, you memorize scripture. Okay, you pray. You celebrate with each other. That was the most intense meet and greet I think I've ever seen in a church. That's awesome. Okay, that is awesome. You need to be confessing sin. You need to be listening for God's voice. Listening to the Holy Spirit's guidance for your church. You need to be discipling each other. You need to be pouring into each other. Holding each other accountable. You need to be willing to sacrifice for God. You need to be willing to sacrifice for His church. And you need to be willing to sacrifice for each other. So as a church, corporately, you need to be worshiping. And you do that every Sunday, worshiping, worshiping, worshiping. Okay, you need to serve. You need to submit to God. 
need to give generously, need to be celebrating baptisms, need to be partaking of communion. There needs to be fellowship. Okay, I would encourage you, keep things simple. Okay, keep things simple. All right, pray as a church body. Okay, those are things that you can do. Unity. Right? You're, you're already united because of Jesus Christ, but, you, but we're to, you're to maintain unity. Right? Your ultimate example of unity is God. Okay? He is perfectly united as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Perfectly united. Okay? And although each member has different roles and different responsibilities, they are perfectly united. Okay, it's, it's unity. It's not uniformity. It's unity. Because okay? if all you were the same, that'd be boring. Okay, it's unity, not uniformity. Okay, a word of caution when it comes to, to unity. Um, Satan wants nothing more than to disrupt your unity. I love it. Galatians chapter 5, verses 19 to 21. Okay, Paul, Paul lists the works of the flesh. Okay, there's, there's 15 in my translation. Okay, eight of those works of the flesh destroy unity. Enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, divisions, envy, dissensions. I missed one. Dissensions. Eight. So what's Satan want to do? Well, Satan wants to create some strife. Sprinkle in a little bit of jealousy. Mix in some healthy doses of rivalries. He doesn't want you unified. Right? But be encouraged because you, you keep, don't, don't stop at verse 21. Okay? Verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. All of those help maintain unity. Okay, so look to maintain unity. You need to be diligent in this. Diligent. Ephesians chapter 4. Verses 1 and 2. Paul says, I therefore, a prisoner of the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have been called. Paul is urging them. Okay? You are united. You are pure. Walk in that. Pursue that. Maintain that. With all humility and gentleness 
with patience, bearing with one another in love. So you put others before yourself. You're meek. Your patience with each other. Right? You bear with one another in love. Right? That's, that's like self-control. Like people have quirks. Okay? Jason has quirks. Okay? You'll come to know them and hopefully you'll come to love them and embrace them. Okay? He's got quirks. Harmony has quirks. Okay? Hopefully you come to love them and embrace them. Okay? That's bearing with one another in love. And Paul goes on in verse 2 and says, eager. Eager to maintain the unity. Eager. So, what do I, how, how do I end all this? Okay? I'll do it this way. I have specific encouraging things to say to Jason, and I have specific encouraging things to say to you as a church, okay, and things that you can do to pursue purity and to maintain unity, okay? Jason, love God, okay? Remember that your first ministry is to your wife, Kim, your daughter, Michaela, and your daughter, Morgan. Okay? Make sure that you are being discipled by somebody and that you are discipling someone. Seek a mentor. Follow Titus 2.1 and teach that what, which accords with sound doctrine. Don't waver Don't get cute. Preach God's word. Never in any circumstance, for any reason, compromise the one true gospel of Jesus. Follow 1 Peter 5, 1 through 3. Shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you. Not for shameful gain, but eagerly. Not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. And teach and be an example of what it means to pursue purity and maintain unity. Okay, I think that's six, seven. Okay, church. Okay, I've got seven for you. I think I I did equal time. All right, here we go. Love God. Number two, love and support Jason, Kim, Michaela, and Morgan. Love each other. Disciple each other. Hold each other accountable. Rejoice with those who rejoice and weep with those who weep. Number four. Follow Hebrews 13, 17. 
Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy, not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. Number five, be Bereans. Okay, Acts 17, 11. Okay, Paul writes that the, the, the Berean people, they, they, they received the word with all eagerness and they examined the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. Okay, it's not just true because Jason said it. Right? Examine the scriptures. Hold him accountable. Right? Do that, do that work. Be Bereans. Number six, live your lives in light of the gospel. And number seven, you probably can guess this one, pursue purity and maintain unity. Okay? God has deeply and greatly blessed this church with Pastor Jason Pauley. And God has deeply and greatly blessed the Paulies with this church. Let's pray. Lord, I, I thank you for this morning. Lord, and it is so overwhelming when, when we look and begin to look at what your expectations are for your church. And we can very quickly begin to feel and think that, well, I can't accomplish this. I can't possibly do this. This is overwhelming. This is overbearing. And what are we supposed to do? And that's where you want us to be because then it becomes all about you and it becomes about your glory and your church. Lord, it's my prayer that you would just do a great and mighty work in this church. Lord, that as a pastor, Jason would be committed to you. He would preach your word. Lord, he would be an example for the people here, that he would lead well. Lord, and I pray for the congregation, Lord, that they would love you first. Lord, that they would support their pastor Lord, that they would just be attentive to his teaching. Lord, that they would check Scripture. They would be in your word on a regular basis. They would be loving you. They would be loving the gospel, living the gospel. They would be on mission for you and for your plans for this church. And that as a church, they would be pursuing purity and maintaining unity. Lord, we love you. We thank you for equipping us to do this work. In your name, amen. Thank you for listening to this message from special guest, Pastor Phil Nicewanger, given at Harmony Bible Church in South Thomaston, Maine. Feel free to share this message with others, and we invite you to connect with us on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Harmony Bible Church. God bless you, and to God be the glory.